Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Cuz, the podcast where two cousins talk about things they love. Just Cuz, and today we're talking about two things, actually, because two <laughs> great things have just come out in the last, like, week or two weeks, whatever. Mm. Um, we're a bit late on one, but it's, 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 I was about to say Game of Thrones, I don't know why. It's Doctor <laughs> it's Who for the next Game three of Thrones. weeks. Yeah. It's, not, it's not Game of Thrones for a while. Yeah. Well, that's House of Dragon, but I don't know why that came to mind because it's Doctor Who week and Hunger Games. It's Doctor Who. Yes. Okay. We're going to be talking Doctor Who and then we're going to be talking Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the new Hunger Games movie. So, so let's get into it. First off, yeah, with Doctor Who, mm-hmm. what, what's been your experience with it? Like, how, how'd you get into it? Were you into it? With Doctor Who, uh, you got me into it, Max. <laughs> when we were I, kids, I you didn't showed even realize me, that you showed me the most frightening episode of Doctor Who ever. When I had zero context, you showed me <laughs> Blink. Yep. That was the only episode I'd ever seen, and I became obsessed with it. And then I, I went home and I watched every single episode that was out. And then all the Matt Smith episodes were still airing, so I watched mm. those in real time and then i've just been a fan ever since i kept up with it um i fell off a little bit as we all did a little (laughs) you know it's very long and there are (laughs) times when it's not so good um and i fell off well um pretty pretty soon into the chris chipnell era i'm not gonna lie um (laughs) It's just Chris Chipnell is not a good showrunner. I'm sorry. I don't think it's controversial to say. <laughs> See, I fell off even before that. Like, by mm-hmm. the end of Capaldi, I was not watching it at all during well, that like, time. That's like the same time. That's the same Is that? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Capaldi, Capaldi, Capaldi is still Stephen Moffat. And then as soon as it transferred over to Jody. That's when everything changed and Chris Chibnall came in. Hmm. But I didn't even see the end of Capaldi. I think oh. as soon as Matt Smith left, and I didn't even love Matt Smith. I'd say Tenet was easily my favorite, which makes this special pretty fun. But <laughs> I, I, there was just something about it. Maybe I was getting more into superhero shows and Doctor Who was too cheesy for me. But that's what I loved about this special is just how cheesy it is. It's we'll get into so that. It's so cheesy. It's perfect. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who for me was always like, I don't know. I I did fall off the last few years and I, I caught up recently, like this last year. Um, mm. But it was always something that I just super, super loved and was obsessed with. Um, <laughs> I, I literally am looking up right now and I have a little wooden TARDIS door on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) Very Um, influential for both of us. Yeah. But I think Doctor Who is so great because just in a bottle, it shows you why repeating history is bad. And whether that's through some alien metaphor or it's just on the nose and it goes back to a point in history, but it's just teaching kids that lesson. And that's what's great about it. Yeah. It honestly... For I w- I was gonna save this for the talking about the special, but Doctor Who is not a very 
nuanced show in the fact that (laughs) all of the characters say exactly what they're feeling and what they're doing and why they're doing it all the time, which is fine because it's a children's show. It's a family show. It wants you to understand what's going on and it doesn't want there to be much gray area in its messaging. Whenever they are setting up some kind of twist or message, it's like, hey, get ready. There's something coming. They make it abundantly clear. Yeah. But and even even when they're talking about like gray area, like morally gray things, like because mm-hmm. the doctor themselves is a morally gray character, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the doctor does some pretty terrible things sometimes, even then when it is like depicting nuance in people, the show itself is not saying nuance like it is it is being very clear. And mm-hmm. I I've always liked that about Doctor Who. Maybe it's maybe it's British. Maybe it's because <laughs> it's like very upfront and very this is what is uh this is what we're saying. I don't know if British people are like that. Maybe they're I don't not. Know. Maybe I maybe that was just <laughs> shot in the dark. But um it well, doesn't feel like a lot of uh family shows f- from here. And we're even talking about how it's a kid's show and a family show, but a lot of my favorite memories of watching Doctor Who are the scary stuff. Like you mentioned Don't Blink, which is easily my favorite episode. Blink is fucking terrifying. (laughs) If you're, like, even if you're not a kid, like, if you just, you're just watching it for the first time, you don't know what's happening. Oh my God. It's such a I mean, not every episode is scary, but there are elements of horror in yeah. all of Doctor Who. I mean, mm-hmm. not so much nowadays, I guess, but we'll meet. I think we'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so but we both we both fallen off in recent eras of yes. Doctor Who. Um have you I've heard that you have been catching up somewhat on so, Doctor Who. What have you been watching? Knowing that this Doctor Who three-week special is coming, and I will probably end up watching more just for more context, I watched a couple episodes of Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. I was about to call her Jodie Foster again, like I did last (laughs) week. I don't know why. Not Jodie Foster. She never played the Doctor. (laughs) I don't even know who Jodie Foster is, but yeah, I've seen a couple episodes of Jodie Whittaker's. I watched... Because I heard it was bad and divisive, I watched the Trump episode, Spiders in UK, and it was just as bad as everyone said. I I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, I talked about earlier how Doctor Who is about, you know, showing you why repeating history is bad, and sometimes it's very on the nose, and that's okay. But just having full-on characters that resemble people in life that's okay to do that but you got to do that at least subtly it just was not very well done i don't even know what to say about it well we i mean we don't have to go in depth but i just i just want to point out one thing real quick you absolutely do know who jodie foster is she was in silence of the lambs Oh my god, that's why I know the name Jodie Foster. It just keeps on coming to my head. She was in lots of other things too, but that's the thing Mm. that I know that you definitely know her from. Isn't she Elastigirl? Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. I think that's someone else. Similar voice though. Maybe. Um, (laughs) I don't know. 
But <laughs> yes, um, I have watched. I I'm completely caught up on Doctor Who. I have watched uh, all of Capaldi's run mm-hmm. and all of Jodie's run. Um, you know, there's been a lot said <laughs> about uh, Jodie's era of Doctor Who, and I will continue to say this: it has nothing to do with her as an actor. No, she's um, great. It is completely down to the writing because it's not just her character who is fucked (laughs) it is the companions it is the storylines it is the premises it's not good um (laughs) well the other episode that i watched from jody's era was demons of the punjab which i'd heard was yeah i'd heard was the best and that it just wasn't great yeah didn't um i okay i it might be divisive or whatever, but I would recommend to watch JXE's YouTube video called The Fall of Doctor Who. <laughs> some some people out there might have heard of it. It's a five-hour-long mm. video essay about <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, and at, at first when you see things like that and you're like, oh, it's The Fall of Doctor Who and it has a picture of Jodie Whittaker on it. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, no, this is going to be one of those guys who's super sexist and is not uh is doesn't have any real complaints um and there's a big element of that in the jody hate but not from yes this video or not all of the hate there were tons of people that hated her before she ever had an episode out when just they announced her name to be playing the doctor and that's a female doctor (laughs) what you Oh, how dare you make the alien who can constantly change his face and has two hearts be a yeah. woman? How dare you? They're an alien. It doesn't and matter. Flies like... around in a little box. <laughs> Shut up. They're just idiot. a wise, whimsical wizard. Yeah. Just let them be whatever. But um, no, that's not what that video is about at all. I I've watched mm-hmm. lots of JXE's other videos and they're really good content creator and they have some really good points about story and character um in all of their videos and especially in this Doctor Who one because the real problem is not like not the characters, not the I mean not the actors, not the um, the idea of having uh, women or people of color in your show, it really was the bad writing. And it's very evident in later things. But at the end of Jody's run, Jody regenerated into <laughs> David Tennant, who is, which is wild. the 10th Doctor. Which is crazy, 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 because now he's the 10th Doctor and the 14th Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? And that was what over two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think and so. And we've been waiting ever since. Yeah, we've been waiting. We've heard what was coming. We knew that Catherine Tate was going to be back. Um, we knew that Jasmine. Fuck, <laughs> I always forget her last name. Um, Jasmine. Something last name Finney? is going to be playing, huh? Finney. Finney? Oh, that Jasmine Finney was going to be playing a character called Rose, and I've been so excited for so long. Um, 
And just the fact that her name is Rose, too. Yeah. Like, no, that was crazy <laughs> because of the beginning. <laughs> okay, well, so so this special follows the new 14th Doctor, David Tennant, and he <laughs> comes to Earth and he's like, what the heck? I was just a woman. Now I'm this guy again that I was like three lives ago. What the heck? <laughs> And he's way better what is than this that, what I just did. But <laughs> <laughs> um, And he immediately, the first person he runs into is Donna. Catherine Tate's Donna is back and she's just as feisty as ever. And they come back swinging so well. They're, they work so well together, the two of them, David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Have you seen them? They did a Shakespeare show together. I did not see that. Oh my god, it's one of the I forget exactly which play it was, but it was the one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> and they're just ugh, they are such a dynamic duo. And you could clearly see that on screen. It's like they stepped right back into the roles, mm-hmm. which is weird because Catherine Tate isn't kind of doing the same role. It's a bit subdued, which I'm glad they recapped it in the beginning because I almost didn't remember her story as soon as they got into it i was like oh yeah okay she did have that happen to her i'm glad that you have that perspective because <laughs> i saw i i turned on the episode and it started with that recap where david Tennant was clearly standing in front of a green, <laughs> in screen, a green screen and i was like no no okay i get i absolutely understand why there needed to be a recap I do. Mm. I didn't need it personally because I have a memory like a steel trap, but <laughs> except for last <laughs> names, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I was like, no, not this. Why don't you nah, just they... play clips from the episodes that are explaining it? Why did you have to do this? But <laughs> because it was so cheesy, but then we got into it and I was like, no, this is super Doctor Who. Like it, it like it's cheesy and it sucks, but it is Doctor Who. <laughs> I was like, I can feel Russell is back, Russell T Davies. They needed it because it was very Doctor Who, but also, but because, also because it was like I'm twelve sure, years ago. <laughs> yeah, everyone understands that at least fifty percent of the audience doesn't know what's going on. They're just yeah. like, oh, not new Doctor Who, it's come back. We're gonna get a new Doctor. Let's let's get back into it. People like me. Mm-hmm. and it's like oh, okay yeah there that that did happen whether you remember it or not this is something yeah, that like, we're oh, gonna oh yeah i forgot <laughs> because like <laughs> i that that makes sense donna was only in one season in 2007 i think that was mm-hmm. like a really long time ago and it, so i completely under no 2008 i think but still long time it's, ago that was it's the first weird. year obama was president that was a really <laughs> long time ago <laughs> so long i remember or i don't remember any of donna's story but i do remember the fact that david Tennant was stuck with like the actual rose tyler and he got a human body and i always figured that's how they would bring david Tennant back aged oh. because he is a human and he would age and he would look like he would uh-huh. now but no we're getting the yeah. 14th doctor well, yeah but the thing is is if they open if they open that door and open that 
parallel world back up, the possibility yeah. of crossing over again, then it, it undercuts the finality of that whole thing and Rose coming back, like Rose being stuck there in the first place and then coming back and then getting getting her own doctor to travel with in that world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but as soon as that... Uh, as soon as that opens up, the, the, just the floodgates open up and it's just like, oh, everyone could come back at any time. And like, while I would love that, I would love to see old characters. I do. I love them. Um, mm. It's, it's just better too as much. A you got it. The show is built on the idea of regeneration, of always changing, always moving forward, change. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the doctor says in an episode, like Matt Smith's doctor to Amy Pond, I think he says in one episode is like, change is all around us oh yeah no that's in his last episode that's what he says he says um we have to keep moving as long as we remember all the people that we used to be and we're different people all throughout our lives and i was like oh damn Mm. okay okay doctor who can get pretty (laughs) serious sometimes yeah oh i mean it's it does that all the time it goes between Mm. absolute cheeseball shenanigans and really (laughs) heartfelt shit that'll make you cry um mm-hmm. and that's why it's but, great yeah um so david Tennant immediately runs into donna so we didn't explain why <laughs> yeah. why donna doesn't travel with the doctor anymore donna best she's the most important woman in all of the world in the whole universe right yeah. that's what they said <laughs> um she's awesome and um she accidentally merged her DNA with the doctor's DNA in something called a metacrisis when the doctor... uh, Okay, so when David Tennant first... (laughs) When Christopher Eccleston first regenerated into David Tennant, he he immediately woke up and got into a fight with an alien and the alien cut off his hand. And (laughs) And then this group called Torchwood that was run by Captain Jack Harkness held on to that hand for a really long time, and then they met David Tennant again, and they were like, hey, here's your hand. Uh, Doesn't a clone sprout out of that hand? I'm getting there, yeah. I'm just remembering as you're talking, too. But yeah, keep going. The Doctor and Rose get in danger, Donna gets trapped in the TARDIS, and then... It had been calling out to her, but she didn't realize it until this moment. But the hand, she touches the the severed hand of the doctor, which is full of regeneration energy because it got cut off when he was still regenerating. Um, and from that hand springs forth a clone of David Tennant, but a clone who is human, but still with Time Lord DNA because half of his Time Lord DNA got spliced into Donna and she became what they call the Dr. Donna. <laughs> Does the clone there. doctor of two hearts, one heart, does it matter? He has one heart. He has one heart. No, he says okay. it explicitly. He says to Rose, okay. I only have one heart, which means I will live a human life and I will age. And that's and then he and Rose go off together and kiss and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Um, and that's how Donna. Well, no, she had to forget everything because yes, it was okay, going to kill so, her. So the the meta crisis was too deadly for for a human to bear. It was um, too much for her. <laughs> it was too much power in her head. Um, so 
the doctor had to make it so she forgot everything about their time together and her being the Dr. Donna. And, <laughs> and it was very um, tragic. And it was very, very sad. Um, and she and he always says if he if she ever remembers me for one second, she will she will burn up and she will die. Mm-hmm. Or if she ever remembers me, she will die. Um so that's why we don't hang out with Donna anymore, even though she's super cool. Uh, <laughs> and but then so David he sees Tennant, her on the street. Yeah, he immediately <laughs> runs into her, and it is not the year twenty twenty three. It is the future because um, Donna now has a fifteen year old daughter um, with the husband that she married in the last episode that she was in. Um, the do- oh yeah, and the, there's like this whole subplot about how at their wedding the doctor left them a lottery ticket, a winning lottery ticket for like millions of dollars, and Donna <laughs> gave it all away to charity. <laughs> um, which is just why would you do that? <laughs> she she doesn't. That's like a big that talking point. But <laughs> I gave um, away my money. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> Your accent is hilarious. Oh my god! Please keep doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so they immediately run into each other, and then Donna just yells out the name Rose, and then the doctor gets so panicked, and it's so funny. And then he goes, "What?" And then she yells again, "Rose!" Right at his face. It's so good. Um. <laughs> But then her daughter comes over and her mm. name is Rose. So you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so she's 15. This is in the future because Donna's original time was 2008. Mm-hmm. 2023, she would not have a 15-year-old daughter, right? Wait, am, am I mathing wrong? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe Whenever it's just I'm like told a to do math on the, the spot, I just freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't but, know what uh, age whatever. they are, but... Yeah, their daughter like, Rose. She's like, I mean, she's a teenager because she's in Heartstopper I, I think she's too, older and than she that. plays like fifteen in Heartstopper. So I don't honestly know. or sixteen. I I, don't know. I had the thought of just early twenties, and it looked like they were just back for college or something. No, I didn't no, even she's think about it. Though not early twenties. They say teenager at one point but also i think she's a teenager in real life i think she's like Hmm. 19 or something maybe 20 i don't know um but i mean i could look it up but anyway (laughs) yeah not that Um, it matters at all they they're the person that finds meep though yeah well so immediately a spaceship crashes. <laughs> the doctor gets out of the TARDIS, immediately runs into Donna, and then immediately a spaceship crashes. Donna doesn't right even notice. She's and looking Donna, at her groceries. She misses it again. She always does. She misses everything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so the doctor goes to investigate and tries to stay away from Donna because he's like, I don't want her to remember, obviously, because he doesn't want her to die. Um, and then mm. we start following... <clears throat> Donna and her family. I have no idea where her husband's name is. Um, but her mom, Sylvia, is still there. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and Sylvia her... does not want her to see the doctor. Oh, one bit, obviously, obviously. Which was hilarious seeing on screen. <laughs> it's very funny. Every time the doctor comes near them, she starts screaming at him and like <laughs> trying to hide the doctor from Donna and be like, you don't see him. He's not here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's Donna, there's her husband, there's Rose, there's Sylvia and Wilf. Donna's grandfather, um, mm-hmm. he is uh, not in the episode. <laughs> um, but he's still alive. He is still alive in the they show. They make that and he point. Is, he is living um, under the uh, care and supervision of uh, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, who is the head of UNIT, um, the supernatural... Not Supernatural. The alien organization in London. Mm-hmm. I know too much about this show. <laughs> Just off the top I, of my head. I um, know of Unit, but I, when they said that name, I was like, that's probably someone that I should remember. But yeah, I don't. Kate, you remember the day of the Doctor, like the 50th anniversary? Yes. She's the blonde-haired woman who's the official in that. I think... Well, I'm thinking of a face. It's probably not the right one, though. No, but it... Know. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. She's not in this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but Wilf is still alive. Unfortunately, the actor playing him uh, tragically died during oh. filming. And but he's he was very old. Um. So it wasn't from. Yeah. You know. Anything. <laughs> he was doing a crazy terrible. stunt. No. <laughs> oh, that would be awful. <laughs> he, he's um, like 90, and they're like, sir, you, you shouldn't be doing this. He's like, no, I'm going to jump this bike. It's going to be sweet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rest um, in peace. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So there's a spaceship that crashes, um, and... Uh, the doctor goes to investigate. They don't find anything in the spaceship. Um, mm-hmm. That whatever it was in there had already left. Um, and then, and instantly, I thought it was weird that the spaceship was landed. And I was like, "Didn't it crash?" But that is, yeah, a point oh, yeah. that they make. The I was unit like, "That's people, weird." The unit scientist, she, she's like, "Oh yeah, this did not crash. It parked," which is, hmm. I, I have. A weird question, and I'm probably going to sound stupid, but was there a reason why that government lady was in a wheelchair? No, I think she was in a wheelchair. (laughs) I should have looked it up, and it's not like it's a big point, but there was a moment where she crossed her legs, and I was like, oh, I thought she just couldn't use her legs. Not that it, like I said, not that it matters, but I was just confused at that point. I think the actor is just a wheelchair user, so the character is a wheelchair user. <laughs> um, but it was it was a a there was a plot point where she didn't get infected <sighs> by this alien sun thingy, <laughs> hypnotizing <laughs> the evil sun thing, uh, possession sun, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. She didn't get possessed by that because she could she couldn't go up the stairs and all the soldiers went up the stairs and they got possessed mm-hmm. and she didn't get possessed um and her so, wheelchair was tricked out which is awesome yeah it was full of missiles it was sick <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i think i think they were probably looking for a wheelchair user 
actor for that part. Mm. Um, but I don't think it had any plot reasons. Uh, no. And it never comes up. Well, she's just a person. I mean, yeah, great. I don't know why it would come up. <laughs> I mean, they're they're just like, the doctor's like, oh, shit, you got missiles in your wheelchair. I mean, the doctor doesn't say shit. But <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit the tardis no <laughs> <laughs> it's breaking again why does this happen God every episode <laughs> why is my stupid tardis always breaking <laughs> um <laughs> but off from the spaceship an escape pod kind of launches and it lands in a field and maybe Donna's rose's house. right brother Donna's house. or neighbor i think neighbor no not brother <laughs> Definitely not. And when I saw the kid, I was neighbor. like, is this a new main character? No. No. Neighbor. But yeah, he leads uh, Rose out and she goes back to get her phone for some reason and she finds Meep Meep. And this little thing, let me oh, tell you. Oh, yeah, ya, the Meep. The Meep was. Instantly suspicious. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> let me say the first thing. First thing. You can see that Disney Plus money, honey. That oh. was oh my <laughs> gosh. The the effects in this episode, they're the best that Doctor Who has mm -hmm. ever looked. And I was worried, okay? There are lots of people that were worried that were being like Doctor Who has always <laughs> been like it's always um been this crazy sci-fi show that's made do with like no budget and that's why the daleks look the way they do why they have yeah. the plungers on them we don't have and villains let's cover people in tinfoil and yeah. call them cybermen yeah in <laughs> in peter capaldi's first episode they're like we can't afford a cg dinosaur so the dinosaur is invisible and in the middle of <laughs> london <laughs> yeah. and why not it works yeah, it's an invisible dinosaur in the middle of London. <laughs> Why not? But now you know? they got the Disney budget. And they're also using the same effect of... I, I thought it looked like a mixture of Baby Yoda and Dobby. And I was like, they're trying really hard to sell a new toy. Well, and honestly, that might be my initial suspicion of him. Well, but... the Meep looked really good. Really realistic. Mm -hmm. And... I was very, I think it was, it, it seemed like practical effects overlaid mm -hmm. with uh, computer generated right. effects. So and they were very careful there. They were careful with their shots of it. It was always shot, reverse shot. They would never really show him in the same shot as other people. And when it was, he would just be kind of waddling about. Walking, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's why it, that's why it seemed clear that it was also practical effects. Um, which is great. I love when um, those effects work together and one just doesn't take over, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And I liked but... all the fur. Like, that looked practical, whether or not yeah, it was. Yeah, that was great. Um, oh, one effect <laughs> that I was not expecting was now the sonic screwdriver can create holograms in midair and create I... bulletproof holographic shields. <laughs> I assumed Which... Jody could do that. <laughs> I I was just not. like, oh, this is Absolutely a new thing now. Not. She could not. I just accepted that. it. <laughs> no, it's the Disney Plus money, and that was. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. 
I yeah. feel like it makes things too easy, but okay, <laughs> whatever. It's not like the ep- episode was too easy, but I was like, no, you know that that's a screwdriver, right? It's not for making holograms. <laughs> And ho- bulletproof holograms too. Like holograms yeah. are one thing. This is but... like this is a multi-tool. It's not a cre. It's not a generator. Like yeah, I don't. Un- I don't. I don't think I like that. <laughs> it was always explained to me by the show that it was just a really, really useful Swiss Army watch. Yeah, and it's, it's like a, it's a Swiss Army knife. It can do a lot of things, but it can't do everything. <laughs> For example, deadbolt locks. That's always been a thing. The, to- yeah. the sonic screwdriver <laughs> is well known to not be able to get through deadbolt locks, <laughs> which is hilarious because now it can create bulletproof shields, but it can't get through a deadbolt lock. <laughs> now I would just expect the doctor to press a button and it just shoots a laser through the lock, and that's yeah, how like, it gets I rid of it. I don't. I don't want that. No. That's no fun. That's okay. not how the doctor solves their problems. Yeah. But I, I guess shield shield definitely over laser for the doctor. The doctor would never have a laser. But no. No, that, I was shield. just exaggerating the point. Yeah. But. No, I get you. But yeah. Um, so that was that was a thing. Um, <laughs> but what did you think of Meep? Did you like him? Meep. Did you hate him? Were you I, just completely indifferent? I, I freaking loved the Meep, okay? I thought the Meep was such a sleigh. I thought it was so cute at first. And then, spoiler alert, it's the bad guy. Um, sorry, not it. It The Meep is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. They specify the Meep that, is his pronoun. The Meep specifies that, they're, that the Meep's pronoun is the Meep. God damn it. It's so hard to keep saying the Meep over and over again. Um... <laughs> Uh, but the meep specifies that the meep's pronoun is the meep, <laughs> and that was that was hilarious. Um, I liked the meep a lot. Um, when the meep was oh, there was one specific thing that the meep said, and I just remember going, "Okay, slay meep." <laughs> it was like it was when the meep was already evil, and. Mm. The meep was, I I don't remember what it was, but I I literally said out loud, "Okay, slay." <laughs> okay, I did like when they had the court and the doctor put his I don't even know what to call it wig hat on. Yeah, the wig was f- a funny choice. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, then the meep is on revealed to be bad, and he yeah. gets. He looks like a gremlin where his eyes go all yeah. evil and his ears the, the flick out meep, the wrong way. The evil meep, definitely less cute. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely more angry. Uh, <laughs> but but he's I all like, the better for it. Yes. You know? I liked the meep. Um, <laughs> and the the best part was when the meep was blending in with all of Rose's stuffed animals. So Rose has a business. Yes. And uh, she makes stuffed animals and sells them on Etsy or whatever, the British equivalent Mm. of Etsy or something. Is Etsy (laughs) in England? I don't know. Probably Etsy. I think she says Etsy, so I might be wrong. I have no idea. (laughs) um, Yeah, she's selling cute little stuffed animals and she's trying to hide the meep and the meep is like 
hidden in the rest of the stuffed animals. It's like That's e. from the trailer. And then, yeah, like E.T. And then Donna comes I mean, in and pokes the meep's eye and <laughs> peeks out. This whole thing was very E.T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is why definitely. it was fun to reveal that the meep was bad. But... Yeah. Because I, I, I totally got E.T. vibes at first. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we're doing an E.T. thing, Slay. Okay. But... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing. Um, so yeah, so they fight the meep, the the guys who were hunting the meep that they thought were bad guys were actually fine. They were good guys. Uh but then mm. the meep kills them. And that stinks. Uh they seemed pretty <laughs> cool. Uh <laughs> mm. They were just being lit by really dark lighting early on in the episode so they looked yeah. scary. But then we see so them later and they're just But they're they just were being dudes. But Max, they were just being lit by dark lighting because it was nighttime. Okay, you can't blame them for that. <laughs> it was nighttime. Uh-huh. What are they supposed to do? Everyone looks. <laughs> they also evil had at shots night. where the camera was super low and they yeah, were yeah, being really menacing. But they're just tall. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> looks evil who's tall at night. <laughs> and a bug arm that's just snapping. Bugs are evil. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Bugs are pretty evil. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Anyway, <laughs> so then we go to the the location of the final fight, which is back at the spaceship where it landed and not mm. crashed. Um, <laughs> and the doctor goes off to try and save the day from the meep, and of course, of course, <laughs> Donna follows him, and because um. And, like, the whole episode, we were going, like, oh, what's going to trigger Donna to remember? What's going to trigger Donna to remember? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it was it was the second when the doctor ran off and she started to go <laughs> behind him and then realized, she, like, looked behind and realized that he was leaving and her thinking, mm-hmm. I should be going, too. And that was the moment when she <laughs> remembered everything. And that was crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved it. Um and then we go to the spaceship and the it's yeah. just the doctor and donna all together again um oh wait but she she didn't fully remember at that point right she fully remembered once they were there they said something i oh oh he was saying code words that's what yeah. it was he was saying trigger words i was like what is this captain america winter soldier <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume then, the code then, words were something from her season, but no, they I, were not. They were not. Hmm. They were. But she does say words. the binary but thing. But then, yeah, the last one was binary, and then she was like, and then started because that was the last thing that Donna said before he erased her mm-hmm. mind, and she was, she was, saying some fancy smart doctor thing, and, <laughs> and then she got stuck like a record, and she was like binary, 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 and then. <laughs> erased her memory and it was really sad yeah um and so so they get to binary and then she remembers and then she regenerates like a time lord but it's regenerating her mind it was so cool i Mm. loved it and then she dies which is tragic again well yeah but first they first they stop the meat um and then she dies and it's very sad but then she doesn't die (laughs) because half the power was transferred to her daughter yeah, well, Which... because that I thought that was really smart. I thought that mm. like when because the problem was it was too much power for one mind. So and she had a daughter, so she 
like half of that that power got passed on and i was like yeah. oh my god that's so smart <laughs> i was not even expecting that at all that's so smart and then because rose at that time was also her mind was regenerating and she started being smart and remembering all that stuff and i was like well i mean not that they weren't smart i'm sorry not that they weren't smart before they were all very smart it was they were they had the doctor's brain inside so it's not that they're not smart it's just that he knows a lot of things the doctor knows almost everything right yeah and there's no way that a human like donna or a 16 year old human like rose could know all those things <laughs> there's just no way so mm. they start saying all of these like i'm gonna say it again smart <laughs> yeah fancy science fancy jargon science mumbo jumbo <laughs> and they defeat the meep together all three of them and um they okay yes so... <laughs> <laughs> yes and then we're getting to the part and i was like that's that's really smart and then they went through this whole thing where like i don't know what prompted it i don't remember but but rose thought of the solution to whatever was happening and uh and the doctor was like, of course, and Donna, they were both like, of course, you know, because, because, mm. um, and they looked and they were like, we're binary and she's not. And then she goes, yeah, and the doctor is man, woman and everything else. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's a cool idea. I like that. Um, but then after that <laughs> is what I don't like. <laughs> When they let it go? When they just, okay, first of all, they go, they're like, the doctor goes, now we have to address the um, the meta crisis. And I was like, why? <laughs> I thought you already addressed it. Why does that yeah. matter anymore? And then Tran he was like, it's, it's transferred still to two people now. Yeah. And he was like, it's still, it's still eating through you guys. And I was like, that was not established. Why, why are you saying that? I don't, that's <laughs> dumb. And then, and then donna and rose go um oh well y you're dumb <laughs> because you're a man <laughs> and this is something that a male presenting time lord would never understand to just let it go and i was like what what <laughs> i'm sorry i'm the first person to get in line behind hating men okay i'll <laughs> insult men all day long okay but for reasons that they deserve I, that's, there's no, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what? Everyone are is just as capable of not being able to let go. Are you saying uh, that women are better than men at letting go of things? No, every human is bad at letting things go. <laughs> okay, that's like, that's like survival trait number one for us we're all shit yeah. at it nobody is good at letting things go and i don't know what the message there was i don't i didn't like it also i did not like the idea that that huge plot point the meta crisis is just gone because they let it go and it's gone in two <laughs> seconds i really liked the solution that they presented that it was dispersed mm -hmm. between two people because donna had a child and i was like that's so smart but then and what's, just what's letting so it bad go, about was, what's what's so bad about donna and rose just staying that smart 
Exactly. That's like, what I was I, saying. I feel I was like, like the writers didn't want that, but why is that a bad thing? Exactly. And okay, well, afterwards, uh, well, I'll say I'll say this in a second because that's what I was saying. I was like, there's there we already know that there's an expiration date for this. That they have three mm -hmm. more specials. And then that's it. And they're going to be gone. Why can't for three specials the doctor travel around with someone or two someones who are just as smart as he is? I know that the point of having a companion is to, like, have someone that the doctor can exposit to and explain things to. But when the yeah. doctor, Donna, and the doctor are together, they explain things just fine. They Because they like because to they hear each other talk. Because they got great chemistry. Yeah, they yeah. have good chemistry. And I'm like, why can't? Why can't, what's so bad about that? For just a few episodes, not forever. We already know that Chuti is coming. We already know that a new companion is coming. What's her name? Mm -hmm. Like a day of the week or something. Saturday. I have no, no idea. What's her name? I forgot. It's not Saturday. I only know who the doctor was being cast as. I didn't even yeah. know that there was a companion already Yeah, cast. there's a companion already and they announced her name, but I totally forgot. I think it's Sunday. I think it's Ruby Sunday. I think that's her name, but I could be wrong. Uh that. I'm sorry, but that sounds like a stripper. It does sound like a stripper. <laughs> Maybe she's a stripper. Who knows? Um, <laughs> the episodes have not come out yet. <laughs> um, we'll be waiting. Yeah. But Anyway. Um, yeah, so I really didn't like that. Um, I thought that was dumb. Um, and then, but the, okay, the only thing that kind of like makes it okay, not okay, but like I understand why they did it in my head was that at the end rose says or like after they let it go quote unquote let it go <laughs> uh like elsa um after that rose says um for the first time i i'm finally just me and i was like oh okay like i they maybe they were trying to do something like with mm -hmm. you know for that about trans people and i was like okay maybe but in my mind that was oh, okay, she's always been in her head. She's always been sharing her mind with the doctor and her mother. <laughs> and now yeah. in her head, it's just her. And I was like, that's, that's... I like that message. That's a good reason, right? That's a good but reason. But how we got there, just it. letting it go. Yeah, I didn't like it. And I didn't like the unnecessary disparaging of men. Only disparage men when they when it's <laughs> worth it, okay? There are plenty of other reasons to disparage men. Just mm -hmm. And it's pretty easy to find a reason. Yeah, it's super you know? easy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we got two Ugh. more specials on the way. We might even cover it on this podcast. Maybe. Cannot wait for them. Do you think they're going to regenerate at the end of the third? I mean, um, I feel like that has to happen. I think so because Chuti was in the trailer for, mm. the, for one of them. Um, on Twitter, I, I saw a clip of him, and I got very excited. Yeah, no, it was, I'm <laughs> so pumped, man. Have you seen? Also, I think he's going to be the first doctor to, like, actually change his outfit when he goes into different time periods, because there are a bunch of pictures of him in different outfits, and I'm like, yes! Why did I never I'm even so think excited. of that? The doctor never changed yeah, their outfit. He's just in an outfit everywhere. This, yeah, he is just the same. They're all always in the same outfit and i was like okay but like that's less fun <laughs> I, I never even complained up. about that yeah. but now that i know that the doctor's changing outfits i was like heck yes <laughs> i 
can't wait to just see what outfit he picks out for the episode. Yes. But I'm but or before even for then, the time period. Yeah. But before then I'm so excited for uh the rest of these specials. I know Neil Patrick mm-hmm. Harris is gonna be in one of them as the toy yes. maker, so that's exciting. <laughs> what uh, does from, that mean? From Classic Who. Uh really? it's a it's a villain from Classic Who. Yeah. Um, I, I had no idea. I think it's called. I think he's called the Toy Maker. It might be something else, but I know he's playing a villain from Classic Who, so that's exciting. I saw him in the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, is he the master? Cool." No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the master. I don't want to see the master again for a hot minute after all the stuff that happened in Jody's series. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't want to see them because Missy was such a perfect master, and then just. Oh, Chris Chipnell, why? Why did you do this to us? <laughs> what have <Anyway>. you done? <laughs> um, yeah, I right. can't wait to see the rest of it. Let's move on to the Hunger Games. The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes. Lots of snakes in this. Some right, songbirds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I really wasn't expecting to be as amazed by this movie as I was. I haven't read the book, even though, which is crazy because I've read the Hunger Games books like a hundred times. I was super obsessed with the Hunger Games um, when I was a kid, uh, probably around the same time I was obsessed with Doctor Who. <laughs> I love the Hunger Games. Um, I think it is a very smart, um, you know, mm. journey into taking down like revolution and a fascist government and like... Uh, identifying these uh, key, you know, themes of of dictatorships and um, and just inequality, inequality, in basically, a dictatorship. Yeah. yeah, and um, I thought it was always a very smart uh, trilogy of books that was, you know, I, it was very very popular, but a lot mm. of and, but a lot of people, um, you know, looked down on it. Because it was, you know, a YA book. It was for kids. But yeah, it's, I think it's really. It's got quite a lot to say. Yeah. And I don't even know if I love the Hunger Games franchise. I think in particular, I remember reading all those books and I loved it up until the third one. Yeah. And that was the first book that I ever read that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. I was like, wait, can books be bad? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No, no, don't tell anyone. Books are always good. (laughs) Um, no, but no, I get it. There were a lot of people who really didn't like Mockingjay as a book because, and it's, Mm -hmm. that's understandable. It's not for everyone because it's very internal as a book. It's almost completely in Katniss's head. It is, Mm -hmm. it's very different, um, from the other books in that way. And, you know, the, the section of quote unquote being in the arena, um, in Mockingjay is, non-existent because the whole world is an arena which is some an interesting statement that is echoed (laughs) in this film um Hmm. but even though they do find a way of putting her in an arena in mockingjay yeah yeah the the world of the capital and i i but i always thought those movies um they were very good the last mm. one did not need to be split up into two movies, um, but everyone already knows that mm. and agrees on that. So mm. there's not much to say about those. Uh, they're very good. Mm. And I was surprised at myself that I never read this book. 
and I went to this movie. I thought it was just going to be honestly, honestly, I thought it was going to be a cash grab. I thought eh, it's not really worth it. Um, I thought that it was going to be too um, humanizing to President Snow and too... uh, too nice to him and i was like i don't need to see something from his point of view i already know he's the fascist dictator i don't i don't want (laughs) i don't want to be endeared to him um but that's not what this movie and that's uh i've heard that's not what the book is at all um Mm -hmm. this movie was so good i thought i thought liking this are you gonna go and read the book Absolutely. I've already downloaded the audiobook and I'm debating whether to buy the physical book. <laughs> Sweet. I, I don't know if I'll read it, but I definitely enjoyed this movie to an extent because I loved it. And then we'll, we'll talk about the and pacing, it but going. it dropped. <laughs> and then the end happened. And I was like, you know what? That wrapped up pretty well. Mm-hmm. I did like that. Okay. Well, first of all, if there's any book that should have been two movies, it's this yes. one. This Holy crap. Book, the book, the source material, is twice mm. as big as any of the Hunger Games books. The oh Hunger God. Games books are very <laughs> short books, okay? Mm. Um, and this book is twice as long easily, maybe more. I don't know. It is told in three parts, as is the movie. Um, and... Each part is very distinct. I sat there mm-hmm. watching this and I was like, this should have been a mini series with three episodes. That would have I been think that would have even so been better good. than yeah. splitting it up into two movies, two but movies, a mini series yeah. would have been fantastic. Because movies have to have a three act structure, beginning, middle and end. Um mm-hmm. I mean they don't have to, but if you want to make a successful movie then <laughs> then it probably should. And I don't think that really would have worked for this story i think it would have Mm. been much better to divide it into a three episode miniseries Mm. but then again this movie had a huge budget a huge um release and Mm -hmm. opening weekend and it is doing very well despite its length it is very long and once we got like to the end of part two i was like oh is it's not over. Like, I've been in the theater <laughs> for a really a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I was still engaged. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there was it was long and I felt that, but I was still engaged in the movie and I was still like, okay, I am enjoying this. Mm-hmm. I think even what I mentioned before about how I started to feel the runtime, getting into the story and getting to the spoilers, if you've seen this, it's when the games finish yeah and i was like okay we got an hour left what's going on (laughs) yeah and like there was story to tell afterwards but like that the movie could have ended there and we could have had a whole nother movie about snow's exile well i think it's really interesting i think it's a really interesting flip from the Hunger Games books, because in the Hunger Games mm-hmm. books, there's always like the period of time before the arena, and then there's the arena, and then there's like yeah. one or two chapters after that, but it's really ends with the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the opposite of that. There was a little bit, there was a few, there was a little bit before, but it was mostly the arena stuff mm-hmm. over a few days, and that, sorry, 
And then um, <laughs> there was the rest of it, which is has a very different vibe. Um, so I completely understand, like, feeling the runtime. I myself felt it. Um, I brought dinner into the theater with me. So I was <laughs> like, this is, this is a long haul. Um, <laughs> We're watching all of this. I'm bringing a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought all of the acting was excellent. I thought the CGI was great. Um, just the... The costuming and the makeup, oh I thought, was so great. Yes, the production. I don't Viola know Davis. why we're... Oh, Viola Davis kills it. Viola Davis was having so much fun playing mad scientists. You could just tell in her performance. I was like, girl, you are eating it up, and I love this. This is so <laughs> good. This is so fun. There, there was that moment when... Uh, one of them is putting all of the dead bodies together and the music's ramping up. It's fantastic. And then Viola Davis just comes on the intercom and like, I'm paraphrasing, but she's just like, Hey, cut it. We're, we're doing something else. Yeah. It's just like (laughs) cut the feed or whatever. And I was like, whatever you're watching doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Yeah. And I don't don't know why we're in the fifties, but I also love that. I think it's interesting because it's like it obviously it's a dystopian future um, mm-hmm. and they are stylized in the capital um, like s- like simultaneously the future and the past, which is always yeah. a fun choice um, for stylizing a dystopian world uh, because like in the original Hunger Games, like the districts were all styled they were all in poverty right they Mm -hmm. were um they had very little uh clothing options or and food so they were all dressed in very simple things that were reminiscent pretty much uh, yeah that were reminiscent of like 1930s style Mm -hmm. clothes right um and in the districts that's all the same still in this stylizing, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the capital, this is, again, 65 years or 64 years before uh, before the first Hunger Games book. Mm-hmm. And this is... For Katniss. Yeah. A lot can change in stylizing and technology in 65 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you can tell from the 50s to 2010, <laughs> right? The, or 2015 mm. is that's 65 years <laughs> um, <laughs> math yeah we're both bad at it nah. <laughs> <laughs> um but i thought it was really fun and really interesting mm. um i loved the acting in this movie mm. uh, and the singing rachel zegler oh, oh my god she was so great in this. And there were lots of people, like, when the trailer first came out that were saying, oh, she, it looks cheesy, her acting looks bad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, first of all, y'all haven't seen the movie yet. Stop judging yeah. things from trailers. Everybody, everybody, that's like a blanket statement of people out there. Yeah. Don't trailers always judge, suck. Don't judge 
performances by trailers okay you can judge if you want to see the movie or not by a trailer obviously because that's what a trailer is for it's trying to sell you the movie and you don't have to buy that but performances are so much more nuanced than a two and a half minute trailer can possibly show you Mm -hmm. um especially in a a whole three and a half hour movie (laughs) yeah a side tangent but the madam web trailer makes the acting so terrible and it's because it's edited together yeah. really really bad to make it condensed and short the thing was, i don't know the, if the movie's good but that just the, yeah trailer editing well, never the thing works was, out the madam web trailer played before ballads of Song- ballad of songbirds and stuff <laughs> and i heard people disparaging it i heard people saying how bad it was and how bad it looked as a movie and how bad sydney sweeney was acting and i saw it and i was like I don't think it's that bad. Like, <laughs> like it looks like a mediocre trailer, but that doesn't really tell me what the movie's going to be like. They, mm. I don't think people understand that the editing house that puts together a trailer is not the same <laughs> as the editing people who make the movie and the directors mm. and the actors who make the movie. They're, they're outsourced. One is a marketing team and one is a creative team. They're very different. Um... <laughs> So it's, (laughs) they don't always make good trailers, guys. Remember the Suicide Squad trailer for for Suicide Squad? No, the. That trailer was great. Everyone thought it was going to be a great movie and it sucked (laughs) ass, okay? (laughs) And there's that whole story of the studio actually hiring the people who made the trailer, trailer to, to re-edit, make, to the, re-edit movie. the movie jesus christ don't even talk to me about, i don't even i shouldn't have brought it up i hate talking about the movie <laughs> but yeah back to hunger games because yeah. I, don't, I don't have too much to say about it i i liked it i felt like it was a bit long definitely mm-hmm. should have been a mini series but then you're right wouldn't have gotten as much money back yeah it wouldn't have gotten the same production value and the same reception i think it's even though it's long it's doing very well the next time i I'm definitely going to watch it again. Maybe I'll wait mm. till it is at home so I can pause it. But Or maybe I'll go back to the theater. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed myself. Um, mm. And I'm definitely going to read the book. Yeah. The movie ended with Snow Lands on Top, which is very on the nose. Oh, and if they're yeah. going to be on the nose, Damn. they should have said when snow falls, it lands on top. That's my um, only note. I... What do you mean when snow falls, it lands on top? That's a worse metaphor. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? Wait, Sounds no, explain cool. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. When snow falls, lands on top. Well, Like no. me. I'm it's, snow. I okay, land yes, on top. No. Yes. No. That's what it's saying. It's saying snow lands on top because he's snow and he's going to land on top and he's going to become president. But if you're mm-hmm. saying when snow falls, snow lands, it lands on top, then you're saying when snow mm-hmm. falls, when snow dies. Yeah, snow. F- falling means dying snow. or falling from power. He's not going to be on top when he yeah, falls. Yeah, he fell. That doesn't he make got banished. any sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, he fell because he, ban- he was banished and then he came back because he landed on top. But no, I think that it doesn't works. make sense as a metaphor. <laughs> it works. Okay. Moving okay. on. It works. It works. <laughs> no. Max is the um is the what's that word? Fuck. The, the, the authority king. behind <laughs> the king. The authority <laughs> of metaphors. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but moving on to the consumption corner where we're just starved for content. 
Starving. Sasha. Never eaten a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been consuming? What have I been consuming? Um, the stuff that we just talked about, really. <laughs> um, not, honestly, not much else. I've been watching lots of YouTube videos and I haven't really committed <laughs> to another movie or TV show at this point. Um, but I just watched a really, really good video by James Summerton. Um, and it was about Neil Gaiman's works um, mm-hmm. in adaptation. And I thought it was a very interesting video. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have been catching up on a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I've been also watching week to week. Invincible, Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. um both incredible i don't know we we probably got to talk about invincible just because it had the mid finale last week oh did it well, we can I'm... talk about that next week yeah well okay i'm waiting i usually wait to watch it all together because i don't always love watching week to week um what really sucks it's an event or something but yeah uh mid-season finale we're not going to get invincible for like another half a year at what? the earliest <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Wait, for in half a season? Yeah. How many? Episodes yeah, and it's was only that? four episodes. Whoa, that's crazy! That's ridiculous. Which is like four hours, to be fair. Each episode's like an hour, but but don't it I, sucks. I feel like don't it release the sucks. season until it's all done. Like why? <laughs> Ugh, that know. sucks. But yeah, Invincible's gone for a little bit. Rick and Morty is fully back. A lot of people hate that because they got new voices, but mm-hmm. I'm glad to see Justin Roiland gone. Yes. And the writing is just as good as ever. If anyone says it's not, they clearly haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to give it a watch. I have not seen it yet. In Rick and Morty fashion, they do a bunch of non-connected episodes and then out of the blue do the most serialized (laughs) canonical adventure i love it i always feel like dan Harmon is fighting with himself because he's like (laughs) i don't want to make serialized content i want episodic but then he's like but then everybody wants everyone wants serialized content and he makes such (laughs) interesting serialized threads and he's like but i don't want to do that i want to do episodic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're just having season one adventures yeah whatever that means Back to season one yeah i won't say morty. which episode it is <laughs> okay but yeah don't tell an me. episode of rick and morty in the new season starts and within the first minute you're like holy shit we're doing this <laughs> okay and we do it okay. sick <laughs> anything um, else you've been watching i'm still i'm still on my rewatch of brooklyn 99 it's slow but steady um <laughs> I just watched one of my favorite episodes called The Bimbo, where Captain Hulk is convinced that his husband, Kevin's uh, uh, co-workers, see him as a bimbo. (laughs) And it's just so fun to hear him say bimbo a lot. Oh, Holt. (laughs) uh, I'm getting to the end of it. I still haven't finished it, but Alan Wake 2 is up there with one of the best video games ever oh nice. I, i'm pretty high on it just because you know i'm still playing it and it's very recent in my memory mm-hmm. but it is it's a game with incredible presentation i feel like it's the kind of thing where you won't play it because you don't have a video game console because those cost a lot but you should definitely watch someone play it 
the listeners and specifically i'm talking to you sasha yeah <laughs> i'm reaching through the screen actually i but do have a video game console but i don't do. ever use it well you should get alan wake too <laughs> it is it's a little scary there was it's not incredibly terrifying or suspenseful suspenseful but there was a moment where i was in a nursing home checking some stuff out and then i went to go talk to an old lady and she started saying a sentence and then this thing popped up on the screen and this loud noise came (laughs) and then by the time the thing left the screen she was just gone and i was like what the actual fuck just happened (laughs) and i like i stopped the story i was like we're figuring out what happens which actually oh. that did happen to pertain to the story, which is fun. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. That's mind good. bending. I would get too stuff. scared. I would get too scared <laughs> to play it myself. But for some reason, whenever I watch people play horror games, I fall asleep immediately. <laughs> I don't know why, but they're, it's they're like very a lullaby slow. to me. No, not yeah. that it's slow. It's just like I'm like this is soothing. I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, lots of stuff about writing and you can go to that menu like i talked about last week where you change something and the setting changes and there's a whole puzzle thing around that and you can flip a light switch and then it'll change the setting too oh yeah very fun very next gen experience super cool but uh other than that i've been looking for a whole bunch of doctor who comics to recommend this week wasn't able to find a single one that i like if there are any, if there's anyone listening and they know a good Doctor Who comic, oh, let oh, me know. I have something. They're yes. not comics, but the Doctor Who Big Finish audio adventures are. Okay. I recommend. They're super <laughs> fun, and they get the original voice actors for so many characters to come back, and including Sweet. past Doctors to come back and do Big Finish audio adventures. Um, they have a ton with River Song, which is sick. Um, awesome need to hear more from river song yes always (laughs) um she's someone who can pop up in any doctor Mm. who time period and be like okay there's we can explain away how you're here i see what you're doing here yeah Mm. because okay i'm sorry this is a slight little tangent but like that whole thing with river song was the idea of them meeting back to front but then halfway through they dropped it right like the first time he meets her is when she dies so they would go you know back and back and back but then halfway through they dropped it to figure out who she was and then they were like oh but now you can meet up whenever in time you want so i'm like (laughs) okay if they can meet up whenever they want then she should be able to come meet any other doctor (laughs) Mm mm-hmm and apparently she does, which is awesome to hear. And I will she, probably hear huh? about it. Yeah, well, she does, does in the, well, in the in the Big Finish Audio Adventures, she meets past doctors. She hasn't met anybody past Capaldi. Okay. Yet. <laughs> Yet. But I can't think of any much else to say for this week. But with no. that, this has been a ballad of doctors and snakes. <laughs> A ballad of doctors and meat.